Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Well, we meet some interesting characters Here on Christmas sometimes Got to catch my breath a little bit. I was chasing after an innkeeper I saw. Well, Merry Christmas. Uh, It is so exciting to be in here and to have you all here as a part of this uh, service to be celebrating together. I I really am just so grateful that you're all here. Uh, I want to start by telling a little bit of a story. It was a couple of weeks ago, my wife Annie and I had a little bit of a date night. Uh, We went out to eat, and we actually got done with our meal, and we still had some time left with the babysitter. So there we were, out on the town, footloose and fancy-free, able to do anything we wanted for the next 20 minutes. Oh, what could we do? So it wasn't a lot of time, but it was a little. So uh, Annie said, well, do you want to go walk around the furniture store? And I thought, is this really what we have become? We used to be cool. I mean, not real cool, but like cooler than furniture shopping on a Friday night kind of cool. But we didn't have much options, so away to the furniture store we went, and we walked in, and Annie said, "Uh, well, what do we need the most? I thought, need? Uh, This is going to be an expensive date night if we start needing stuff in here. I thought we were just looking. And so I thought, and I said, well, how about this? I know you've mentioned before that maybe we could use a new dining room table, something a little more modern, a little bigger. How about that? So I'll tell you, I said that, but really I was a little sad bringing that up because here's the thing. What I've realized is in relationships, a lot of times uh, when you have a couple of people, there's one who's more sentimental and more of a saver who likes to keep things, keep things, keep things. And then there's often someone else who's mean and makes you get rid of everything. You can guess which one I am. I'm the more sentimental one who likes saving and holding on to things when they have special meaning. And my wife Annie is just like a little Minnesota Marie Kondo who just wants to get rid of everything. And so there we are. And I say, well, how about the dining room table? But really, I say it with sadness because I love that dining room table. We've had it since we first got married, and actually, it was my grandparents' dining room table from when they first got married, so it's old and has a lot of tradition. Uh, About 10 years ago, we had it refinished, so it's it's old, but it it looks nice, but it is kind of small. We started, when we were married, eating all of our meals around that little round oak table, Then about eight years ago, our son Teddy came along and joined us at the table. 
About six years ago, our son Stanley came along and joined us at the little round table. Uh, When we started, we were in Minot, North Dakota, where we lived in a tiny little house. And during that time, then we moved here to Elk River to a bigger house. And so we put that little table into a bigger house, a bigger dining room space where it looks a little funny, but it still works. And so there we are still using it. And then two years ago, our son Ben was born. And all of a sudden, we didn't all fit around the little round table, so we had to add one of these. We have three uh, leaves to our little oak table, and now we perpetually have one of these leaves in. We used to just add them when company would come over and we'd have a big meal, but now we always have a leaf in the table because our little round table is now forever a little oval table so that we can all fit and still sit around the table and enjoy our meals together. So all of this is going through my mind at the furniture store that day as I say, well, how about a dining room table? Because I know it's a little small. I know it's a little old-fashioned. So how about a table? I say that, and then Annie just looks at me and says, no, why? I love our table. Be still my heart. Uh, It was such a great moment of like relief and excitement and uh, celebration because what it was was more than just a celebration that, oh yeah, this old table, we get to keep one more thing in the house. It's because that little old table is more than just a little old table. It's not just even my grandparents' old table, it's our table. We've made memories around it. It's full of memories and history And my family knows that they have a place at the table. I don't know, but maybe at your house you have this too. No one ever assigned us seats, but somehow we all have our own assigned seats. And so we all have our place at the table, and we know that. And then sometimes still we add a few more leaves to make room for more to join us at the table. Maybe especially this time of year that happens. We love that table, and now it's our little table. Well, Elk River Lutheran Church, I think, is more than just some church in an old bank full of lots of good jokes to be made. Uh, it's more than just some old church, uh, some church in an old bank. It's, it's our church full of history and memories. And uh, a lot of people used to have an assigned seat that was never really assigned, but it was your regular seat. And then all of a sudden we moved downstairs and then we remodeled the whole thing and moved all the chairs. And I'm sorry, no one has an assigned seat anymore. <laughs> But you do have a place, and I'm confident that over the next weeks and months, people will fall into routines and find a new regular seat because you do have a place here. Through this remodel, it's like we've added a leaf to our table at the church. It's like we have this brand new leaf where we have this space that is welcoming and inviting, and we're just excited to welcome everyone into this space because there's room for you. There's a place for you. And so how fitting it is that we move into this space and celebrate that we have room for everyone on Christmas because just we heard the Christmas story in a couple of interesting ways straight from the Gospel of Luke, kind of retold with some skit characters, but it's all the same story. This story of Mary and Joseph rolling into Bethlehem And then there comes that kind of heartbreaking line of the story where Mary, just about to have a baby, Joseph kind of at his wit's end, they're told there's no room. There's no place for them in the inn. And so they end up in the barn, in the stable, give birth to Jesus, and he's laid in a manger. 
The story starts with there being no room or no place for them. But then what happens through the rest of the story is the story does make room for all kinds of interesting characters. The story and all of Jesus' life and ministry makes room for everyone. That's part of what I love about the Christmas story is that we all have a place in this Christmas story. You get to meet characters like the innkeeper, the very handsome, really cool innkeeper. Uh, The innkeeper who actually, if you paid attention to the reading of the Christmas story, isn't actually mentioned in the Christmas story. He gets kind of created by tradition and music and storytelling over the years. It just tells us that Mary and Joseph went and there was no room at the inn, so we kind of assume, well, someone had to tell them there was no room. So we have this innkeeper, and I like to assume that this innkeeper, you know what, he was just doing the best that he could. He didn't have much of a good place to offer them. The best he had to offer was a place in the barn, and it ended up being enough. He was doing the best he could. What if this Christmas, we all just assumed that everyone in our lives, everyone we're interacting with, was doing the best they could, so we could cut them a little more slack and a little more grace, just like we want for ourselves? What if that family member who sometimes drives you crazy, you just thought, oh, I know, but they're doing the best they can. What if that person who's driving too fast on the highway, like a maniac, you think, they're doing the best they can. All of us are just doing the best that we can, and we have a place in this Christmas story. In the Christmas story, we meet shepherds, uh, smelly old shepherds. Sorry, Taylor. (laughs) but we meet these shepherds who do literally live out on the edge of town like they are on the edge of society they probably felt like they were pretty left out when all the other families were gathering they were out in the fields working day and night maybe you have felt on the outside of a group before then you have a place in this christmas story The shepherds are tired and overworked. Maybe this Christmas feels more like work to you than a holiday. If that's the case, you know what? You have a place in the Christmas story. The shepherds got that. And yet there they were as a part of the story, the focal point, the first ones to meet the baby Jesus. And then there's the wise men. I love the wise men, these uh, wise men who come and follow the star to find the baby Jesus. Uh, The wise men or wise women, uh, all of them, interestingly enough, they weren't terribly religious. They didn't go to church every Sunday, but they came on Christmas because they just had this sense that there was something special. They followed a star and ended up in the manger. They weren't terribly religious looking for the Jewish Messiah, the Son of God, but that night they experienced joy and peace, hope, and love in ways that they couldn't have ever even imagined. That's my hope for all of us. Even if you don't consider yourself terribly religious or aren't sure what you believe, you have a place in this Christmas story, right along with the wise men and the shepherds and the innkeeper. All of us have a place in this Christmas story. You know, Annie and I are keeping our little oak table, our little round table, our little oval table as it's now shaped, uh, because it's a part of our story. And what we know is that everyone in our family has a place around that table, and that's important to us. So we're keeping that little table. I'm glad that you are here, because now you are a part of Elk River Lutheran's history in a pretty cool and special way. Here on the very first service held in this new sanctuary, 
You're a part of this church's story, but more than that, you're a part of the Christmas story. You're a part of God's story. And what that story is, is the story of God coming among us, the story of Jesus being born and laid in a manger, the story of God right here with us as we gather for worship today. It's a story of God going with us as we leave here. It's God with us this day and every day. That means on our joyful days where we're excited and happy, God is with us. On the hard days where we're grieving and sad, God is with us. When we're excited for the future or when we're worried about the future, God is with us because of what we celebrate today, that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. We all have a part in God's story, and God's part in that story is to be right next to us today and every day. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.